0: The Italian Wine Podcast is introducing a new donation drive this month. It's called Why Am I a Fan? We are encouraging anyone who tunes in on a regular basis to send us your 10-second video on why you are a fan of our podcast network or a specific show. We will then share your thoughts with the world with the goal of garnering support for our donation drive. Italian Wine Podcast is a publicly funded, sponsor-driven enterprise that needs you in order to continue to receive awesome free wine edutainment seven days a week. We are asking our listeners to donate to the Italian Wine Podcast by clicking either the GoFundMe link or the Patreon link found on ItalianWinePodcast.com. Remember, if you sign up as a monthly donor on our Patreon, we will send you a free IWP t-shirt and a copy of the Wine Democracy Book, the newest Mama Jumbo Shrimp publication. Welcome to another episode of On the Road Edition, hosted by Stevie Kim. Each week, she travels to incredible wine destinations, interviewing some of the Italian wine scene's most interesting personalities, talking about wines, the foods, as well as the incredible travel destinations.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Stevie Kim, and this is the Italian Wine Podcast On the Road Edition. Of course, distributed through Mama Jumbo Shrimp, our sister channel, YouTube channel as well. Today, we are at the very, very end of our stay in Umbria. We've been here for the past couple of days. And today, we are visiting a fairly new winery. It's called Algile, which is Latin for... Clay. Clay, exactly. And we are here with Giulia Di Cosimo. Uh, She is a fairly young wine producer. So we'll have just a casual conversation with her today and to learn a little bit more about her wines. We'll be tasting three wines, but first of all, tell us a little bit about your company.
2: My background is in the spirits. Actually, my family produced grappa, spirits, alcohol. And then uh, at the end of the career, my grandfather wanted to invest also in the wine business. I'm uh, in love with Umbria, with this place, and indeed opened one of the biggest distilleries we have in Italy nowadays, which is Bonollo, uh, the base in the south of Rome, in Anagni. And then we have another plant in Torrita di Siena, in Tuscany. Okay, and then how did and
1: when did the argilla uh, start?
2: Argilla started as an hobby and then turned into a business because the distillery starts when the wine finishes, so basically my grandfather went all his life around for buying the pomas. Mm-hmm. Pomas are the leftovers of the winemaking, minaccia in italiano. So at the end of his career he said, okay, I want uh, I want my cellar too, and uh, started the Argile project.
1: All right, so let's taste some wines. What What are we starting with? We have three wines. How many wines do you produce together? Seven in total. S- seven in total. So we'll be tasting three of the wines today and what, why did you choose these three wines?
2: I choose three white wines. The focus of the Salar, we are in Orvieto, mm-hmm. is white wine production. Actually, 90% of our production is white wines, 10% is red. I put a, a piece of our soil here. As you can see, it's mostly clay, and with a lot of fossils and shellfish, and provide minerality to the wine. And as a, as a wine to start, I choose the Grechetto. Okay. Grechetto is one of the most important uh, white grapes we have in Umbria. It's spread all over Umbria. Actually, we have in the vineyards both clones, Grechetto di Todi and Grechetto d'Orvieto, and we blend it together. We are at the border here of three regions. Uh, the border with uh, Tuscany. In the east part, we have uh, the inner part of Umbria. In the south, we have the Lazio region. OK, let's taste this wine. Tell me a little bit about this wine. So this is? 2021, okay. Grechetto. It is the current vintage. This one is made entirely in stainless steel, so no oak, no barrel. Grechetto is a a kind of white wine with a sow of red grapes. What I mean with that is the tannin. This is called almond taste, and is typical of Grechetto. If you see the analysis of Grechetto, they are pretty much interesting because the level of tannins is huge and it recalls more the red wines are than the white. So having a white wine able to be paired also with, with meat because of the level of tannins is very, very important for us. Tannins help in preserving the wines.
1: So this is um, 100% Graquetta?
2: This is 100% Graquetta, mm-hmm. exactly.
1: And alcohol? 13.5. 13.5? Yeah. Wow. In total, how many? You have seven labels. How many?
2: 98,000.
1: Um, this is um, 10,000.
2: Yes. OK, let's go to the next one. The second one I choose is an Orvieto Classico Superiore, Panata. It's the most important Orvieto we produce. It's a selection wine. What I mean with selection wine is that we have full selection processes in the vineyards, which are the green pruning, the green harvest, the harvest by hand, and the selection of the berries here. And this is the reason why we produce only 6,000 bottles of this wine, and that's it. Uh, It's a blend of Grechetto. Trebbiano and Chardonnay. The fermentation is partially in stainless steel, partially in uh, oak, and then the wine rests in uh, the glass approximately 12 months. So we are now appreciating a 2020 as a vintage. So if you compare with the previous one, in this case, we have a much broader bouquet, much more complexity for these wines. We don't want a big nose. We want a lot of finesse, a lot of elegance, coherence between nose and mouth, a long aftertaste.
0: Are you enjoying this podcast? Don't forget to visit our YouTube channel, Mama Jumbo Shrimp, for fascinating videos covering Stevie Kim and her travels across Italy and beyond, meeting winemakers, eating local foods, and taking in the scenery. Now, back to the show.
1: So what kind of food would you pair with this wine?
2: mainly local food. It is perfect also for a fish-based cuisine, a problem. It's very versatile. I mean, it's like perfect for a fish, but also vegetable pasta.
1: But what about international cuisine? What would you, um, how would you pair this wine?
2: Uh, for sure, if I think international cuisine, I would say uh, fish-based cuisine. Probably I will not go for a raw fish like Japanese or sushi, maybe, mm. because raw fish is very delicate, and this is a white wine with a structure. I would say more for a wok, like soup, mm-hmm. uh, vegetable soup, meat soup. All right. And then the last one is uh, the Primo d'amphora mm-hmm. Primo d'amphora is a new project of the cellar. It's a wine which is entirely made in amphora. And uh, these amphora are made with our clay, and we are very proud of, because we can say that our wine comes back in its own terroir. What about Primo D'Amphora? Primo D'Amphora is the first wine entirely made in Amphora for our company. It's a blend of Grechetto, Malvasia, and Drupeggio. Drupeggio is Umbrian name for Canaiolo Bianco. So all of them are local grapes, as you can see. The quantity is very little. We have just Triamfora, and out of the Triamfora, we have less than 2,000 bottles. Each one is numbered by hand. As you can see, this wine, 2018, is, is a baby. Mm-hmm. It's really, really young. It's a four-year-old white wine. You can see from the color, very light and still bright.
1: How long can this wine age?
2: We started in 2016, so we don't have a big history to prove. Mm-hmm. But we expect as a minimum 15 years as a capability to be to face the time. Do you have any old vintages? The I oldest see. vintage we do we have for the YC 2011. The Crecchetto is still very nice, still perfect. The orvieto from 10 to 10 depends on because we use a lot of uh, aromatic varieties for the entry level, not for this one. So it's a little bit more different. For the Panada, instead, we started back eight years ago. So still, even for the Panada, we don't have a big history to prove the capability over time, but we are working for facing the time. One important thing I want to tell you about the name Panada is that Panada in the Middle Ages was just not the name of the caraf. it was also a measure of consumption. One liter of wine one soup, and one baguette.
1: And I know your um, husband has a, a trattoria Trattoria,
2: in Orvieto. Trattoria si, si.
1: So you know a lot about food culture. Give us a kind of a very short lesson on Umbrian cuisine.
2: Umbrian cuisine is um, basically a meat-based cuisine with a clear focus on hunting. Listen,
1: you know, right now, um, I've spoken to some of the wineries, they are very concerned about the future of wine. A lot of them are um, or either already organic mm-hmm. or turning organic. Are you interested in becoming organic at all or is, is this not something important for you?
2: It's very important. We are now in the system integrato, mm-hmm. SQNP. So it's an integrated system and we're turning into organic. Uh, this is the first year of conversion. Mm-hmm. conversion. Even though I think that the future is much more than the organic.
1: What do you you mean by that?
2: I mean that, in my opinion, the future is to produce wine without anything, without chemicals, without copper, without sulfur, without anything of that.
1: So there's this big debate, you know, between organic, natural wine. Mm -hmm. So where are you in this big discussion? How do you feel about you know, when people are talking about
2: sustainability? For me, sustainability is an overall approach. Mm -hmm. What I mean with that is that you cannot be sustainable just in the vineyard and maybe differentiate your trash at home. So sustainability is a mindset, a way of living. As for example, here I try many, many things in order to reach sustainability. How we choose the glass, the bottle, for example, it's a light glass. The cardboard box, the papers we use, it's everything is recycled paper. So I think there are many, many things that you have to undertake in order to reach sustainability. It's not just in the field. And each year I try to add something in order to be more respectful of the environment and try my little.
1: What are the the challenges, Mm -hmm. the most difficult challenges that you see in front of you within the next two, three years?
2: There are many, but I think uh, the one that worries me the most is the climate change. How to save water, how to handle the vineyards in order to create a more fresh mental, uh, environment close to the vines. This kind of challenge we have to face.
1: Okay. All right. You guys come and visit Aljila. That's in Umbria. Chin chin. Chin, chin chin. And it's a wrap. Cheers. Chin
2: Cheers. <laughs>